The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over or under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPM group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out my relaunched merch store where you can get all your favourite SGP and gear. Go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am in Newcastle upon Tyne, North East England. Beautiful sunny day today. Uh, very rare, but very much enjoyed it. Today is Thursday, July the 7th. Uh, and I am here with the gang to handicap the slate of games for the MLB Um on Friday, July the 8th, uh, joining me first up, uh, Mr. Moonaf Manji. Moonaf, how are you doing? Uh, doing well, Malcolm. How's it going, man? Uh, another day on the diamond. Got some uh, day baseball going on, so that always gets us through the day. But uh, glad to be back to handicap some more games for Friday, Malcolm. Yeah, absolutely. And joining us possibly from Saturn or Venus or wherever he's been today uh, is Mr. Noah Bennett. Noah, good uh, evening, shall we say. How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well, Malcolm. Yeah, just uh, in hellhole all day that we like to call in America the Secretary of State because I had to renew my license today. Um, some fun times over here in the Beanock household, but uh, ready to handicap some games for July 8th. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's have a little look at uh, the games from last night. I felt like last night was a, a fun slate. I sat in the uh, car this morning and watched all the little highlights caught up with everything. Um, there was a lot of big dogs. I hit I hit Washington that you all laughed at me again. Uh, Washington beat uh, Philly at plus 188. Uh, the New York Mets covered uh, the run line um, and won. But fortunately, I think there was a couple of us had locked that up. Um and then we got chinned a little bit on our dog uh, moon off, especially Arizona. Um, I think you were you were in a similar boat to me that the bullpen, the bullpen gave away that game for Arizona late on. Yeah, I think they got out to a four nothing lead and then didn't score anything after that. And and the bullpen coughed it up. I think in the eighth and ninth inning there. So um, it, it's been a little bit of funk trying to find some consistency and, and you know try to get some two and zero winners. So hopefully we can start that. Yeah, hit the post with quite a few. The Twins looked all over winners. They lost it late on in extras. Um, the Yankees beat the Pirates 16 to nothing. And then yeah, the, 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 the one that we spotted late was um, when the, the lineups went up for the Royals and the Astros. Um, and the Astros lineup was pretty much unrecognisable. Um, little bits of injury and uh, off days rostered in. But they were, I noticed they were, uh, leading off Mauricio Dubon, Aledmus Diaz was in there, Chas McCormick. I think Pena went down in the warm-up or something like that. So um, I looked at the Royals and it got mentioned in the Slack channel, if you're not on um, the MLB um, or the SUPN Slack channels, it's a great uh, advertisement um, because people were people were getting involved in the 94, the plus 225 uh, that the Royals uh, were priced at with the 
a different looking Astros lineup, and they did get to have you uh, and won that seven to four. So, yeah, there's always an angle, uh, and the the Slack channel is a great place to find it. Like we've said a thousand times, and yeah, there's lots of um, sharp minds in that Slack channel uh, on every sport uh, that you can conceive as well. So, um, we will crack on first tonight with. I went uh, two and oh. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Malcolm's just. <laughs> it was that long ago. No, I was forgot. He was late. He was late to the podcast. <laughs> Screw him. <laughs> no, I, um, if I remember rightly, did you go two and zero? Oh? <laughs> yeah, you remember correctly there. Okay, um, we talk, talk us through it then. Uh, Shohei Otani again. Yeah, legit strikeouts. Um, that one was so easy. I don't know how that one was plus money. That one's uh, quite crazy. Um, and then we had the under in the Josiah Gray, Aaron Nola. Oh, comment. yes. So yeah. that one, smooth sailing in both of them, honestly. I, I, I love the way that we're handicapping games. 2-0 and in back-to-back days on the locked dog graphics. And I'm back on that TikTok grind. The last two videos have been 3-0, 3-0. So kind of on a roll here. Um, fade me probably for the next yeah, few days. I think you've d- you've definitely been the hot hand, no? You were uh, you were top of the leaderboard on Tally site last week as well. Yeah. I was delighted with that Josiah Grace dog because I started him, I, I backed him the week before, um, and didn't get much out of him, but uh, went back to the well, and he was outstanding last night. Uh, plus one seventy seven, I think I took that. At, um, although there was a couple of bigger prices around, so um, yeah, Jojo Grace certainly a name I'll probably be tipping um, on his next start here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Right, okay, let's fire into these games. Uh, 6-4 Eastern, uh, first pitch, no day baseball tomorrow. is the Tampa Bay Rays and the Cincinnati Reds, which is Shane McClanahan, the lefty, goes for Tampa Bay. And Luis Castillo goes for Cincinnati. Um, I've got the Tampa Bay Rays at minus 140, uh, Cincinnati at plus 120. I didn't say a total, but I think you just shouted it out before we came on, uh, Moon, after round about eight. Um, so we'll throw this straight over to you. Give us the total, and then you can handicap uh, McClanahan and Castillo, possibly the uh, pitching matchup of the night. Yeah, I see a total of eight uh, with a little bit of juice towards the under at minus 115. And like you mentioned, Shane McClanahan on the mound for the Tampa Bay Rays, 9-3 and three so far this season with a 1.74 ERA. Over his last five games, he's been really good, 3-1 and one with a 1.06 ERA. Only allowed four earned runs and 34 innings pitched over his last five games. And he's been good on the road as well this season. Uh, two and one with a 1.44 ERA. Uh, only allowed five earned runs and about 31 and one third inning pitched on the road. Against NL Central team so far this year, guys. Two and oh with a 0.86 ERA. Only allowed two earned runs and 21 innings pitched. So he's done absolutely fantastic. Four of his last five starts, he's allowed um, uh, one run, ex- one earned run exactly in uh, four out of the five starts, and he hasn't given up more than that over his last five starts. So uh, what does that just tell you? That he's in great form right now is uh, Shane McClanahan. On the other side, Luis Castillo, three and four with 3.09 ERA, a whip of 1.14. His last outing, or his last two outings have been phenomenal. He had the uh, Atlanta Braves in his last start, seven innings, only, only allowed one earned run, six hits in that span, and then against the Cubs on the road, five um Sorry, six shutout innings, only allowed five hits out of 11 strikeouts in that game. So both of these pitchers are, are seeming to doing uh, are seemingly to doing well. Um, Castillo is the one that's kind of getting in trouble at home so far this season where he is one in one, the 4.18 ERA in a whip of 1.29. 
um, over the last 14 days or over the last two weeks, I should say, Tampa Bay Rays number two uh, in WRC plus against left, uh, sorry, against right-handed pitching. Who Luis Castillo is a right-handed pitcher, so I will um, take Shane McClanahan and the Tampa Bay Rays here at minus one thirty, minus one forty. Where your price is, I'd like McClanahan here. He's doing real well. Okay, so Munaf goes for the uh, Chalky Rays early doors. Noah, what do you think? Um, actually, I'm gonna go very, very off the wall here. I kind of like an over in this matchup between these two squads. Um, both. I mean, premier pitchers. The Luis Castillo talks in on the trade block have just taken over this year, kind of maybe just like last year too. He was another one of those guys that wasn't really dealt at the deadline that they were expecting. But with the total only being at eight, the Reds hit lefties very well and the Rays hit right uh, – right, no, the, the Rays hit right-handers very well. Um, yeah. Getting crossed up there. But uh, both these squads, they're, they're f- seeing their – uh, arm of choice from that side and the Rays have been playing very well right now you look at their last six games they're five and one they won their last three against Toronto in that series and then took two of three against Boston putting up eight runs on the fifth and then seven runs in that Bayo start so um, I really like the form of the Rays so I'm going to take the Rays to win and I wouldn't mind an over in this spot okay well a little bit of early conflict I didn't get too far into this because it just looked like an obvious under the the, the four things you, you're looking at were the two pitchers uh, both pitchers in great form um, and two offences and as much as the Tampa Bay Rays have been better this week I'm still not convinced by them they roll that line up but the lineup hasn't changed and we know a team can get a little bit hotter but I still don't think that's very sustainable for those names uh, that they're, they're rolling out at the minute every day uh, for Tampa Bay and uh, Cincinnati's just a little bit underwhelming for me. They've struggled again tonight. Um, I think they've put up two runs maybe through eight yeah. innings against Pittsburgh. Um, so, yeah, it just looked like a, a, everything I looked at was ticking boxes for the unders. Uh, so I'll take the under eight uh, on that one. Also yeah, gonna, it's, a, it's a nice uh, handicap with the Reds coming off of a doubleheader as well. Yeah. Yeah, they have another game enough. tonight as well. And then, you know, uh, just to add on for Muta next game against right-handed pitching, Cincinnati Reds are the last two games, uh, sorry, last two weeks against right-handed pitching, uh, number 28 WRC+. Plus. The yeah, okay, good. Against yeah, right-handed? Reds. Yeah. Uh, next, 7.05 Eastern, first pitch, LA Angels, Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Michael Lorenzen for the Angels and Tyler Wells goes for Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore, oh, it's a pick-em, minus 110, each of two. Uh, pay your money and take your choice. Total here is set at nine. Uh, Noah, uh, podcast darling Michael Lorenzen uh, at the yeah. fun Baltimore Orioles. Good-looking game. It is It is a nice little game. And, I mean, it's a, it's a game that's kind of going to get overshadowed by the two other pitchers in the Rays-Reds game here at the early start times. But, um, like you mentioned, he's kind of the darling of the podcast, Michael Lorenzen, but he hasn't been 
excellent in his last three games. He's lost his last three games, giving up eight runs and seven runs, and then two runs in a three-inning start against Seattle. So not a very good three-start three stretch there for our guy. But both of these teams are great under teams. The Angels are 13-7 and seven in their last 20. The Orioles, they're 12-4 and four in their last 16. Depending on how Malcolm feels about Lorenzen today, it might be a nice spot for the under. Um, Tyler Wells will get the ball for the Orioles here. He's been great this year, 7-4. and four. 309 ERA, 50 strikeouts, 17 walks in 75.2 innings pitched. He hasn't given up more than four runs in a single start this year, and he has a 120 ERA in his last two starts. Malcolm, if Lorenzen can fix his shit, I like this mm-hmm. under, but I'm still going to take the Orioles on the money line. And I think Dylan would side with me too, because he's kind of been taking the Orioles a lot lately. Yeah, well, this to me, again, sometimes you have to dig deep, get your shovel out and get right down in there. Other times, something <laughs> just feels like, like the, the last game, the that Tampa Bay Cincy game, I was just ticking boxes for the under. This to me, I was just ticking boxes for Baltimore uh, pretty much yeah. from the outset. So um, I'm out on the Angels. They, they look a little bit broken. They need, Shoei Otani has to do something miraculous uh, for them to, to win a game. Mike Trout's really struggling lately um, since that little scrap that they had last week. He's hit something like a 47 WRC+. plus. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm out on the Angels. I'm in on the Orioles. Uh, they've won four in a row. Uh, they've got some fun players. They've got a winning home record, Baltimore, 21-17. and 17. Uh, The LA Angels... Um, have got a losing away record, 17 and 22. So straight across the surface of this, and it would ticks in all the right places, uh, Baltimore money line at minus 110, Muna. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, not much else for me to add here. Um, they've been really good um, against, uh, I'm sorry, recently have the Orioles and Tyler Wells, met, you mentioned it there, uh, Noah. 5-0 and in his last five games, uh, 1.93 ERA. Uh, he's been absolutely fantastic, and then it's been opposite with Lorenz, and he's been atrocious on the road, two and four with seven point five two ERA. And it's crazy to see that we've been kind of uh, backing Baltimore all throughout this week. They're the hot team right now, and we talked about their run line at home as well. Um, I know it's, it's going to be a little pricey here, but at plus one and a half, minus one sixty five, if you want to go that way, um, they're the best team in all of baseball on the run line. So I agree with you guys here. Malcolm, okay, and Sanos yes. and Sanos says you look great in those dolphins colors. Um, I'll give you one guess. If you uh, at this top, this uh, it is a soccer jersey. Do you want to have a go? Anyone? It would make me look so silly. So part Munaf. Incorrect. I don't blame you for not getting it. It is a Morocco international oh. football top. Obviously. I had three guesses. Morocco was going to be my last one. I you had go one guess and you got Portugal, it wrong. <laughs> Mexico and then uh, Morocco. It is a Morocco top. I've no idea where they have got. I've got loads of stuff in my life. I don't know where it came from. Uh, like that. Um, charges me Darren Sproles yeah yeah it's just <laughs> random stuff uh, so yeah I don't know where this Morocco talk. it's quite nice though uh, the um, the lions of the lions of the Atlas Mountains Morocco national team uh, it's a very <laughs> grand nickname um, where are we going 710 Eastern first pitch is the Miami Marlins at the New York Mets uh, which is Pablo Lopez and Chris Bassett uh, another good looking pitching matchup here um Miami are plus 135, road dogs. Uh, the New York Mets are minus 155. Total set at seven and a half. Uh, Lopez 
is five and four with a two ninety seven ERA. Has pitched ninety four innings with ninety three strikeouts. Bassett is six and five with a four zero one ERA, eighty nine and two thirds pitched, ninety five strikeouts. Um, Lopez has gone a little bit off the boil here. Last five games has a four eighty two ERA, uh, which includes giving up five at St Louis and then um, more interestingly um, five at the New York Mets on the seventeenth of June. Um, where he's going to trot out tomorrow. Um, Chris Bassett also struggling a little bit, uh, 4.7 ERA in his last five games. He gave up three earned runs against Miami um, on the 19th of June and gave up three earned runs against Miami on the 25th of June. Um, so the over seven and a half just looks obvious to me. Uh, three or four runs off each pitcher, a uh, couple out of the bullpen, Bosch, easy. Uh, Moonaf, what do you think? If it were... <laughs> If it was that easy, right, Malcolm? Um, yeah, I think this uh, Chris Bassett's returning from being on the IL, if I'm not mistaken. I think he'll yeah, he's missed. He hasn't missed slow. I think he maybe missed two, uh, two turns through. Yeah, I think it was probably just two. Um, but yeah, I mean, two and three with the four point seven zero ERA. You mentioned the numbers. They, they've these these teams have faced faced each other quite a bit often, obviously because they're both in the same division. But uh, Pablo Lopez is a concern for me because he is zero and one to see. Or sorry. Uh, one and two over his last five games, the 4.82 ERA, and he got hit up pretty good against this New York Mets team. So we're all kind of waiting for the New York Mets team to kind of break out of their offense here a little bit um, and the bats to break out. It could be this game against Pablo Lopez. Uh, yeah, that 7.5 does seem a little conservative to me. I'll agree with you about the over. Um, and I'll lean uh, with the um, – Mets money line here. Don't love it at that minus 155 price, but I do agree about the over seven and a half. Uh, Noah Lopez v. Bassett. Clean sweep across the board here. I kind of, I am agreeing with Munaf. Don't like the Mets price here, but I think they win the game. And I like the over seven and a half. I'm not going to echo everything that you guys say, but um, Miami, they're six and one in the last seven games. But you look deeper into that record, and they've played the Nationals four times, and they have a win against the Angels mixed in there. So both those teams not been great as of late. You look at their record lately against the Mets; they're two and six in their last eight games. The Mets are fifteen and five in their last twenty games at home. So just everything pointing in the Mets and the overs way here. Okay, so Mets and overs uh, for everybody. Uh... A team ride, as Dylan would say. Uh, next up is 7-10 Eastern first pitch between the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox, game two um, of this series. Uh, Nesta Cortez, the lefty, goes for the Yankees. Um, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I've got Michael Wacker uh, going for the Boston Red Sox, but I've got no lines at all on this one. Um, I don't know why that would be. I'm, well, in fact, Wacker's still TBD officially, uh, although I think he's going to be the the pitcher going here. So, uh, no lines here. Um, Moonaf, do you have any other uh, pitcher for Boston or do you have any lines for this Yankees-Sox game? I see Connor uh, Siebold possibly on one of the sites that I'm looking at here. I know he got sent down on Monday um, to the AAA team for the Red Sox, but um, it seems like you see that, yeah, he's going to be one of these two pitchers. I, I'm not sure which one it is, obviously, because we don't have lines or an official uh, picture yet, but uh, I I don't see lines either, Malcolm. So I don't know if you just want to skip over this game or or break down Nestor Cortez. Yeah, I mean Cortez. What I had written down here was the first five under with Michael Wacker, um, but without him being confirmed, there's no point me diving into it. Cortez, 
Um, I just noted it was a little bit wobbly recently, 468 uh, last five, but he's 282 on the road. Um, he's 232 against AL East opposition. Um, so I fancied Cortez to go well. At the time, I fancied Wacker to go well as well, which uh, led me to that first five under. But um, I won't um, elaborate too much on that without any concrete information. Uh, Noah, do you want to chip in on this at all on Nesta Cortez? Uh, just that, I mean, he has struggled as of late, but most of this kid's career so far as a starter has been quite well or quite good. And, um, you know, Insano down there in the comment section, he's LFG Yanks. So that's where I'm probably <laughs> going to be too. There you go. I will uh, say this, uh, Malcolm, I'm sorry, uh, against left-handed pitching, the Boston Red Sox are number three in WRC plus over the last two weeks. So, um, you know, maybe a little bit of an edge there as far as them facing a left-handed pitcher here. They're only behind uh, Seattle, shockingly, who's number one uh, against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks, and then the Astros, and then it's the Red Sox. Yeah, fair enough. Good point. Uh, Captain Insano has been running away with the DJ's Fantasy League. He's got a very strong performance. Yes. Um, I'm just hunting him up again. None of this concerns you, Noah, where you are in the table. But if you get up towards the... Uh, if you look north, you'll see uh, Captain Insano uh, up there. I look me. north, I see the whole dim. <laughs> you do see the whole. You've got a very good view from down there, mate. Uh, you should come oh, and join us. It's fun. So, Malcolm, uh, my team does have a three-game winning streak in our defense. Noah's yeah. just doing what I did last year in the baseball league. Is that what it is? Well, you, yeah, you, your entry fee was more of a donation moon off last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, seems like, it sounds like we're in the same position that, that I was in last year. I'm the rookie. I've given away a couple of games. It's just like, God, God, like it, it doesn't typically happen like this. And my team on paper doesn't look too bad. That's what everybody says. But they don't play on it, paper, honestly, Noah. I know. <laughs> uh, no, your, your team's as bad as Moonaf's, but you're trying. That's the difference. Uh, right, enough of that. <laughs> 7.20 Eastern first pitches. The Washington Nationals at the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Eric Feddy goes for Washington. And uh, Charlie Morton goes for the Braves. Um, I've only just recently seen some lines on this in the last hour or so. I've only got money lines. Uh, Washington... Plus 225, Atlanta minus 275. So very prohibitive favorite, Munaf. Um, is this straightforward for Atlanta? Yeah, I mean, kind of looking at the numbers here for both of these pitchers, I'm trying to see if there was a total posted yet, but I don't see one. But um, let, let's start with Eric Fetty here. He's 5-5 uh, five and five on the season with a 4.29 ERA. He's been pretty good over his last two, uh, five games. He's 2-1 and one with a 3.21 ERA. Uh, 10 earned runs allowed in over 28 innings pitched on the road. Hasn't been too bad either. Three and two with a 3.89 ERA. The area that he is getting in trouble is against division opponents where he is 0-3, the 6.04 ERA in that span. And looking at how he's done against the Atlanta Braves in his career, um, <clears throat> excuse me, in nine appearances, winless, 0-5 with a 9.97 ERA, Malcolm. So he's really wow. struggled against the Atlanta Braves. He's allowed uh, at least four earned runs in the, uh, over the last five games in each of those games. He hasn't made it. He's only made it past the fifth inning uh, just twice in those games. But again, he's given up the runs. Meanwhile, Charlie Morton, four and three on the season, 4.34 ERA on the season. Uh, last five games hasn't recorded a decision yet, uh, but he is uh, as the ERA of 2.20. Only allowed eight eight earned runs in about thirty two and two thirds innings pitched. Um, he has um, again his last outing against the Cincinnati Reds. 
He only gave up one hit and seven shutout innings. Uh, so he's been doing pretty well over his last five games. I know he was a little wobbly there, like Malcolm likes to say. And against in his career uh, against the Nationals as a um, pitcher for the Braves, uh, Charlie Morton is, let's see here, he's 2-0 and with a 2.65 ERA, 20 strikeouts and three appearances. So I, I'm leaning towards taking the uh, run line, whatever it is available for the Atlanta Braves. I think they're pitching uh, with Charlie Morton's going to be doing well and they're batting has been doing real well against the Cardinals pitching as well. So give me the Atlanta Braves here on the run line. Yeah, I don't really think there were many alternatives here. I've I've been enjoying taking some big price dogs this week with a little bit of success, but I couldn't take Washington in this spot. Uh, thankfully, Charlie Morton has um, stabilised himself over the last five games. Um, if you put a line through, in fact, it's, it's the last four. And, and it's the if walks, if he can limit those walks, um, he did walk four, two starts against Philly, uh, but he keeps those walks down. Um, he's been a different pitcher. And he's played some weaker opposition as well. He's had uh, Cincinnati, the Cubs and Pittsburgh. That's probably what he needed just to um, play himself into a little bit of form. So I think he can do the job tomorrow, but I've got no bet at these, uh, at these quite short or long prices, depending on your point of view. So I'll give this a swerve, although I agree with you, Munaf. Uh, Noah Fedia Morton, any, any angles in? I think we just lost Noah here. Oh, Noah's just disappeared off the screen. Yeah. Uh, that is you not. You could try uh, on to the next game or you want to go to ad break. Uh, that's a good idea. I will uh, tell the people about some of these lovely sponsors that we have on the MLB Gambling Podcast. Um, the odds that we are fetching out here uh, are to be located uh, at the win where the $50 to get $200 promotion um, is still up and running. Uh, a $50 bet will qualify you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Uh, you can bet $500 or more on Sports or Casino before July the 31st. You'll be entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, which includes a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. I wonder if they, would they ship all my league across from Newcastle, all 12 of us? Uh, they want to. There's loads to choose from. All you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com uh, to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older. Present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And I will also tell you about Sleeper while we're here. Um, the fastest growing plat- fantasy platform, um, my league, uh, who we're now going to go and get shipped over to the uh, Encore Beach Club. Uh, we are on Sleeper. Uh, I assume you are as well. But they've added a new overall under game, uh, which is loads of fun to play. Choose your players, choose your sport, choose your props. And then if you select your own stake, you can win anything from two to 20 times that stake uh, by being correct. The chat box is loads of fun. You can copy your friend's picks. You can all get in there together and sweat it out. Um, if you use the code sleeper.com slash SGP MLB, uh, Sleeper will match your first deposit up to $100. Uh, join our squad and get the 100 deposit, 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP MLB. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Okay, no, I was back and now he's gone again. So we'll just crack on. Uh, we leave the Twins and the Rangers for a little minute. We'll go to uh, an 8-10 Eastern first pitch between the Cleveland Guardians and the Kansas City Royals. Aaron Savali goes for Cleveland and Brady Singer is on the hill for the Royals. 
I've uh, just been watching the Royals tonight. Um, a little bit unlucky. They had, they had Houston on the rope for a lot of that game. Uh, Cleveland tomorrow, minus 105. Kansas City, a minus 115. And another close matchup. The total here is set at eight and a half. Um, I didn't realise quite how bad Aaron Savali had been. Uh, <laughs> you kind of lump them in these Cleveland pitches. They seem a little bit similar. Cal Quantrill. Zach, please. Zach, Aaron Savali. They kind, they all seem like the same bloke to me. You said, you, and you look at if it's not Shane Bieber, good. It's one of them three. So like that, Cleveland are that kind of team, and Aaron Savali seemed like that kind of pitcher. You have a little look though, um, and it's not very pretty. He's two and five uh, on the season. Has a seven oh four ERA. Uh, has pitched forty six innings with forty five strikeouts. Um, Singer is three and three. Uh, with a 4.30 ERA, has pitched 58 and two-thirds with 58 Ks. Um, so Savali, 5.19 in his last five. He's started five games on the road, uh, has managed 20 innings, and has a 9.9 ERA um, in those 20 road innings. Um, so, yeah, huge huge alarm bells going off there for, for Savali tomorrow. Um, Singer's been not too bad lately, Um he has a 3.43 home ERA. Uh, Casey has scored some runs this week. Uh, MJ Melendez is going well. Uh, if you want some overall under action um, on sleeper, um, MJ Melendez total bases, I think, would be my play tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I think Casey can get this done tomorrow. They've been quite feisty. They've competed well. And uh, you can't take Aaron Savali under any circumstances at the minute, particularly on the road. Uh, so I'll take Casey on the money line at minus 115. Uh, Munaf, uh, Cleveland at Casey. I mean, you mentioned the numbers for Aaron Savali. I'm not going to go through it again because it's really that ugly for him. Um, he's uh, he's given up the runs. There's, there's no better way to put it. Um, Brady Singer has been pretty good. Uh, I mean, better than some of the other pitchers on the Royal staff. I mean, the last five games, he has a 4.45 ERA, but um, against AL Central opponents, he is uh, 2-0, the 2.76 ERA. He's struggling a little bit at home as well with a 4.58 ERA, but they did get their bats going here a little bit against the Astros pitching was just so dominant um, in the month of June. And, and it was surprising to see that they were getting out to early runs and scoring early. So I think that if you want to play or uh, the way that I would probably play this game is probably take a look at the Royals first uh, five innings money line uh, with Aaron Savali out there. Again, the Royals getting back at home and hopefully they can carry that momentum or those the early uh, runs that they were able to score against the Astros pitching into the series against the Guardians. So I'll go with the Royals' uh, first five-inning money line here um, in this game, Malcolm. Okay, so Munaf likes KC, but earlier run. And Noah's back. Uh, Cleveland at KC. Yeah, I disappeared with my Wi-Fi issues for a minute and a half, and we have Malcolm commenting in the YouTube channel saying that he's an <laughs> excellent judge and incredibly good-looking. Um, that wasn't me. Uh, I'm on Atlanta for that one game that we did. Um, did we do the sleeper ad, too, or is that coming up? Yeah, yeah, we've done yeah, yeah, we yeah, the sleeper that, ad. So I'm also on Tyler Wells' strikeouts for sleeper because you look at Wells' uh, resume here. He hasn't had too many strikeouts in a lot of these games, he goes like four or five, six innings um, and doesn't give up many hits. And he's not, he's a more of a pitch to contact type guy. But you look at this Angels lineup, 
and they're very prone to striking out. They're a team that I've been fading quite a bit. We took uh, Alcantara against them in uh, strikeout props, and we're going to do the same thing for Wells when it comes out because I really like him to get at least four strikeouts. I like a, if a prop opens at three and a half, four, four and a half, I'm going to take the over on him there. Uh, um, and then for oh, Kansas what? City, for the Kansas City Guardians, I forgot about that. Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas City. I, I'm just going to straight up fade Savali here. Go ahead, Malcolm. Yeah, that seems that seems the prudent play there, Noah. Uh, Eight oh five Eastern first pitch is the Minnesota Twins at the Texas Rangers. Uh, Sonny Gray for the Minnesota Twins. John Gray for the Texas Rangers. Uh, we have lines for this one of. Uh, let's see if I can find them. It's the Battle of the Greys. Certainly is. Uh, lines have gone down. I should have gone up. I got it. You need it. The lines have gone great. Too. I know. I've got them. Minnesota okay. minus one fifteen. Texas minus one o five. Toll set at eight. Um, Sunny Gray, John Gray. Which Gray? Uh, Noah. Um, both. We're gonna go on under here. Uh, okay. I, I think both of these guys are flying under the radar this year. And with the same last name, both of these guys, Vandy, the Vandy kid, Sonny Gray, he's 4-1 with a 247 ERA, 54 strikeouts, 14 walks, and 54.2 innings. And John Gray from Oklahoma, 4-4 uh, four and four with a 396 ERA, 83 strikeouts, 26 walks, and 77 innings pitched. Uh, John has a 215 ERA. In his last five starts, and Sonny has a 2.28 ERA in his last six starts. Sonny has been better on the road this year, and John has been great at home. Um, he's had three starts at home. He's had 11 road starts. Um, in those three starts at home, he's had a 3.60 ERA, averaging eight strikeouts a game. I love this under, and I'll pick Texas to win. Okay. Uh, Mudaf. Yeah, I agree with what Noah's saying here. The both of these pitchers have been doing real well for their respective teams um, over the last five games, and uh, John Gray at home has been uh, great as well. Two and zero with a three point four four ERA. Uh, it's crazy to think of. This is only is either a second, uh, third, or fourth start at home so far this season. So um, hopefully, he can carry some of that momentum that he ha- uh, has built up on the road over his last <clears throat> four of his last five starts, which have been on the road uh, into. Uh, the the and on their home field. I'm sorry, uh, for lack of a better word. So I agree about the over here. Um, and yeah, we talked about how Minnesota has been one of the better teams towards the under, uh, as well. So let let's go with uh, the under as well. Globe Life Park, yeah, or field, or, one of the two, or Minute Maid Park Part Two, because it kind of looks no. like the same thing as Houston. No, that that juice box saying. is one of the smallest. That Arlington's big. Globe Life's big. The Juice Box is one of the smallest parks in the league. Juice Box is awesome. No, I'm not saying it's not awesome. I like the Crawford boxes and the train. I'm just saying that it's much smaller than Globe. That train guy, I will tell you this, that train guy up there probably has the best view of like all the views in like all the major league ball. Would you take would you take the train conductor or Bernie's slide? I gotta go with the train, man. That train is pretty epic. It's cool. We finished, you two? We all right? <laughs> we're just throwing some additional content out there, God. Just because you're on the other side of the world, we're giving our listeners, you know, some of the views that we like. What's What's the biggest gimmick in a in a soccer stadium over there in England? We don't We don't have gimmicks. We have um, yeah, you so do. We We have We have supporters and fans who create atmosphere stuff like that. The, so we the do. Whole, all fourteen major leagues over there in soccer is a big gimmick. We do it organically, Noah. Is what we do. Um, <laughs> 
Right, this I handicapped this game. This was my third really simple handicap of the night. Uh, I've got Sonny Gray is a better pitcher than John Gray. I've got the Minnesota Twins as a better team than the Texas Rangers. Um, I think I feel like Minnesota have been a little bit unlucky in spots as well this week. I quite like what they're doing. So Minnesota uh, at minus one fifteen uh, for me. Next uh, is the eight ten Eastern. First pitch between the Detroit Tigers and the Chicago White Sox. Tarek Skubal, lefty, goes for Detroit. Lucas Giolito goes for the Chicago White Sox. And the odds are Detroit are one, plus 135, uh, Chicago minus 155. Totally set at 7.5. And Moonaf, you can lead us off with this. Yeah, let's start here with Tark Skubal. Um, five and seven on the season, 4.06 ERA so far. Over his last five games, winless, 0-5 with a 9.00 ERA. 23 innings pitched, 23 earned runs allowed in that span. Um, on the road so far this year, he's been better, 2-3 and three with a 3.80 ERA. But against the Chicago White Sox this season, uh, he's gone four innings and he gave up four earned runs in that span uh, to the White Sox there. Um Trying to see how he's done over his career against the White Sox. Two and Not two. Good. Yeah, two and two with a 6.95 ERA and five appearances. He's allowed at least four earned runs in every single one of those. Um, sorry, in four out of the five. Um, sorry, four out of the five appearances against the Chicago White Sox. Meanwhile, Lucas Giolito, uh, five and four on the season, 4.90. He's also struggled um, <clears throat> over his last five games. One and two with a 7.33 ERA, 27 innings pitched. He's allowed 22 earned runs in that span. Only one short appearance against the Detroit Tigers this season where he did go four innings, only allowed one hit in that game. At home so far this year, he's 2-2 two and two with a 4.97 ERA um, uh, on their home field. And against the, against the Detroit Tigers in his career, Lucas Giolito is 5-5 five and five with a 4.36 ERA. He's also prone to giving up runs to the Detroit uh, Tigers. But, uh, you know, I, I went back and kind of looked that the uh, Chicago White Sox just have a lot of success against um, the Detroit Tigers. And I think that uh, Noah can attest to this as well. Uh, I think since – I think I, I went back and looked at since 2019, um, the White Sox have a – I think it's a 71% winning percentage against the uh, Detroit Tigers. So I think that – with these two pitchers, I, I kind of want to look at the over. I also do side with the Chicago White Sox because, again, left-handed pitcher on the mound for the Detroit Tigers. We know what the Chicago White Sox can do against left-handed pitching. I'll go with Lucas G, uh, Giolito, and I also do like the over for this game as well. Possibly, since I do like those, you may want to look at a um, a team total for the uh, Chicago White Sox. Uh, Noah, any uh, faith in your Tigers tomorrow? No, a.k.a. what Malcolm or what <laughs> Munoff said, uh, we are their female dog. Um, they own historically left-handed pitching. They've done very well against Tarek Skubal in his career against the White Sox. Um, the Tigers do hit Giolito pretty well, though. Um, but <clears throat> either way, I, I really like the White Sox in this spot against the Tigers here. Um there's something wrong with Scooble and there's something wrong with the entire starting pitching staff for the Detroit Tigers. Um, I've been watching him over the last few games along with my dad's observation as well. 
and two sets of eyes. And I'm sure it's not just us two. There's something up with Scooble because he's lost velocity on that fastball. The slider's not as good as it once was earlier this year. Um, and in his last five, five starts, it has shown he's completely declined. He's given up, like Munoff said, 23 runs in 23 innings. Not been good. And then you're going into uh, the den that kills left-handed pitching. So I'm on the White Sox here. Um, yeah, this just screamed over to me. Uh, I think we, you don't have to go through Scooble anymore. Giolito, um, has been slightly wobbly, but I do think, I don't think Tony Larusso has done Giolito any favors at all. He, he, te- he tends to leave, leave him in one batter too many. Um, get to, you get the Giolito, he gets to 70 pitches, um, and he, and he needs pulling out and he leave him in one too, one too many. So, uh, I think that'll help us out tomorrow as well. Detroit on a little bit of a roll. They've won four games in a row. Um, yeah. So yeah, they needed a little spark as well. So it was, they can, it was our on. best. It was our best series in the last five years against the Guardians slash Indians when they were the Indians. Um, our first sweep against them, I think, since 2017, and it was four. Yeah, the, so. the the Tigers um, Twitter admin was flexing as well. Obviously, he was, <laughs> he's been short short of things to do for the last couple of months. So the last couple getting, of years, <laughs> yeah, he was getting his money's worth while he had the yeah. chance. Um, Dylan's so on yeah. the white box here too in the chat. The um. They put yeah they put up eight runs last night so I think Detroit can score a few uh, of G- Giolito and uh, the White Sox can score a few more so I did see a seven uh, earlier on which was way too low. Both of these guys uh, are like good pitch like good names that a lot of people know. Yeah yeah absolutely. That's why I think there should be some value on this over. Yeah it's a little bit of name recognition which we talk about sometimes so yeah um I'll, I'm I'm happy with the seven and a half as well even though I saw the seven so yeah minus one fifteen on that one. Uh, for me, eight ten Eastern first pitches the Pittsburgh Pirates at the Milwaukee Brewers, which is JT Brewbaker uh, for Pittsburgh, and it is Aaron Ashby's back, uh, the lefty uh, for the Brewers. Um, Brewbaker was only recently confirmed as the starter there, so I'll see if I can find yeah. some lines on that one. Um, back today. I, I I don't know why that was, but they moved them. Back. Yeah, I've got some money lines only. I don't have a tool, but Pittsburgh at plus 175, uh Milwaukee are short, minus 213. Uh we've had your Tigers. Um no what about your Pirates? Um still <laughs> a little bit shaky on both the teams here today. Um but if you are a Pirates fan or maybe just looking to back the underdog here, Ashby off of the IL, his first start was at Pittsburgh. Uh, He only went 4.2 innings pitched. He gave up four runs, two tanks. Uh, He had six strikeouts, though, and he cashed my over strikeouts that day. But uh, these two teams, (laughs) they just played each other this weekend. (laughs) I'm I'm joking over here. I don't know what's going on. Um, They just played each other this weekend, and the over cashed in three of the four games. Plus, the Pirates, they're in a terrible travel spot here. They just got murdered by the Yankees in Pittsburgh, 16-0, to or whatever that ended up finishing. Um, Do you see the one highlight of uh, John Carlos Stanton's home run and the broadcast just didn't even call it? Yeah, <laughs> no, I missed just, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just hilarious. So, um, yeah, and then so they do, they do that Wednesday night, and then on Thursday they travel to Cincinnati for a doubleheader. And then for Friday, now they head out to Milwaukee for a series. Just That's an awful spot. travel, yeah. Just an awful travel spot. So I'm on, I'm on the Brewers by principle here. Maybe even take the run line. Um, 
Pittsburgh, JT Brubaker, I, I took him in his last start or two starts ago, um, and he cashed that is his first win of the season. Uh, I backed him there. But he has a 428 ERA on the season, 82 strikeouts, 33 walks, 82 innings pitched. And for Milwaukee, Aaron Ashby, his second start off the IL, 1-6 with a 460 ERA, 73 strikeouts, 27 walks, and 58.2 innings pitched. Maybe I and Ashby strikeout prop. I don't love it since he just – face this team and they know what should be coming here but uh i like the brewers in almost every which way money line run line and i like the over here how about you guys uh moon off um what do you what do you think of this aaron ashby start yeah i i can't get behind any or i certainly can't get behind the the pirates here just because the travel situation like noah just mentioned right going playing at home having a double header uh, in Cincinnati today, and then now having to travel after this game into Milwaukee. So um, uh, Brubaker has been better over his last five games compared to where he started during the regular season. But uh, again, it's just a brutal spot for uh, the the Pirates here. And I think that Aaron Ashby, um, he's been he's had I think two starts at home. Uh, he's appeared in four games at home. He has thirteen one third innings allowed for earned runs in that span. Um, I'd, I'd probably go uh, Milwaukee or no bet for me in this game, guys. Um, I'm trying not to let you two boys talk me out of the Pirates here, and you're doing it, but solely on this travel spot because um, I've got Pittsburgh written down um, at plus 175, but um, I haven't factored in this little travel thing, so it's whether or not I let you two uh, talk me out of it because if you do, they'll definitely win. Um Ashby's a real head scratcher for me. I'm, he's probably my most drafted player in all my in my fantasy leagues, and he's been okay. But he will just get blown up from time to time. Um, I'm still not convinced by the Brewers at all. They, I know they've got a day off today, um, but they lost at home to the Cubs last night. Um, again, I've talked about them six or seven times over the last two weeks about well, they just don't look like scoring very many runs and. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm not letting you two talk me out of it. I'm going to stick to my guns because I'll kick myself otherwise. Yeah, so give me Pittsburgh, who remain competitive. Uh, Brew Beagle will already be out there um, and he can go well enough. Ashby could get blown up. I do like the over, um, but maybe Pittsburgh could get that done for me. Um, I refuse to uh, to cow down uh, to I, you two with your... I, uh, I just wanted to they, add... They remain competitive, Malcolm? Yeah, yeah. They've won again tonight. Is that not competitive? They've won already today. They lost sixteen to zero against the team that's winning in their division too. Yeah, but they beat them five to two as well. So one cancels one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and a lovely so yeah. If the rare occasions, I'll agree with Malcolm here. But uh, one more note, I did want to throw out there: uh, Milwaukee, uh, the total after a loss, they are twenty two eleven and three to the over. So I think you're so uh, uh, I think you're right there with that over uh, call there, Malcolm. Sixty six point seven percent towards the over after a loss. Yeah, so we can have a saver on the over and then we can uh, have three quarters of a point on Pittsburgh. And either way, we finish 50 cents. on the over. I like that. We finish 50 pence up. Can't go wrong. Uh, the SGP and merch store has relaunched. So you can go and spend your 50 pence there. You get all sorts. Um, loads of awesome new gear. Um, if you go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com, um, that's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. There are some MLB gambling podcast uh, hoodies and things over there, which you look very uh, smart in, I am sure. Um, 
We've got a new sponsor as well on the MLB Gambling Podcast, which is Dave. Uh, Dave are a company who will help you out uh, with that little bit of extra cash that you might need, uh, whether it's to fill the car up with a little bit of fuel, um, to buy presents, to pay a few bills, just to get you through to the end of the month. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly. Um, that's more money, um, like I say, to, just to get you out of that little scrapes um, that life sometimes throws at you. There's no interest, no credit check needed. Um it will enable you to tackle those expenses without stressing you out. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a help in hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, and that is a member of the FDIC. Next I have got the wrong page because I just went to check that the Brewers weren't playing uh, today and they're not. Uh, 8.15 Eastern first pitch, the Philadelphia Phillies at the St. Louis Cardinals is Zach Wheeler uh, for the Phillies and Adam Wainwright goes for the cards. Uh, tight looking matchup, this one. Um, lines are... It's a pick em. yeah. Uh, I was right. Minus 110 each of two. Uh, total set at seven and a half. Um, Gibson four and three, uh, four ninety one. Oh, hang on, Wheeler. Gibson Wheeler. I've got Gibson. Yeah. When's that changed? I've got. I was, I have am I looking at today? You probably too. no. I have Wheeler for tomorrow, for for Friday. Friday, yeah. I have Wheeler versus Falter on Friday. Friday, July the eighth. I have got. Wheeler against Wainwright. So no falter either. Yeah, I have Wainwright as well. I have Wheeler okay. versus Wainwright. All right. So it's it's somewhere it's Wainwright or <laughs> So we've got uh, four pitches between us. It's awesome. So, <laughs> the pitcher are there, the Phillies, isn't he? Are there lines? No. It's, so no, it's Gibson. Falter's on the Cardinals. <laughs> it's it's, no, it's, it's the- Gibson, Gibson and Wheeler against Wainwright and Falter. Is what we've uh, established, right? It, okay. At this point, at this point, I'm out. I'll, let me tell you where I. <laughs> I got nothing. I can't I'm handicap a, four pitches. Is uh, anyone fancy saying stuff? Uh, so I'll go with Zach Wheeler here because I think that is the pitcher for the Phillies tomorrow. It is too. Um, yeah. So Zach Wheeler, seven and four on the season, two point six six ERA. Last five games, he's been absolutely fantastic. Three and one with a one point seven six ERA. He's only allowed six earned runs in about. 30 and two thirds innings pitched against um, NL East. Uh, uh, sorry, decided not facing the NL East. Is going to be against the Cardinals, but against his uh, against the Cardinals in his career, Zach Wheeler is two and two with a 3.26 ERA, 27 strikeouts and five appearances. Um, he he's been uh, he's been good uh, against the Phillies. At, sorry, against, against the Cardinals. I'm sorry, as a pitcher for the Phillies uh, in two starts. As a member of the Phillies, he is 2-0 with a 0.60 ERA, 14 strikeouts in those two games. So uh, Zach Wheeler looks good. I don't know. I'm sure if you want me to handicap Wainwright or not, but um, Zach Wheeler has – he's in good form. He has good history against the Cardinals for what it's worth. Yeah, I've just had a little look around, and I've got um, Wheeler going now as well. Uh, was it Gibson? Gibson going the night. The but I just took a picture of my computer screen. This is MLB.com's – Pitching projections. It literally has Falter projected for the Cardinals, and he's on the Phillies. 
<laughs> that's what I just said to you. I know, and he, that's the picture right there. If you could see that, it's where's that from? I'm looking at it now, and I've got Wheeler v. Wainwright going for the Cardinals. I saw Falter. Where did I see Falter? I've definitely seen that name today. Right this is, He's pitching for the Phillies YouTube, today on, on Thursday have, afternoon, guys. If you have the YouTube, that's what I see there. there we oh, go. he is actually, oh, yeah. Right, okay. Uh, oh, yeah, they got it wrong uh, there. It's, it's nice to work out these kinks live when everyone's watching. This is uh, Don't you award-winning stuff. <laughs> award-winning stuff, boys. Um, Adam Wainwright, on the other hand, 6-6, uh, six six, 326 ERA. 96 and two thirds, 81 strikeouts. Um, I don't know, do I add up over seven and a half written down because um, this was two bang average pitchers against two decent offenses. Uh, it's now one bang average pitcher and a little bit better one in Wheeler. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I haven't handicapped that closely enough to uh, give that out as a uh, as an official play. So I'll swerve that moon after. Do you have a do you have a play on that game? Uh, I would probably lean with the Phillies here in this game. Uh, it seems like their bats have turned it around at, at a minus 105 price for Zach Wheeler, who, who's in great form. I, I think I'll take that on the money line. At this point, uh, I yeah, wouldn't blame you if you wanted to dabble with a Schwarber home run prop at this point because he's doing it twice every game lately. So, Yeah. Um, that was my luck as well. It was over seven and a half. I'm going to have to frantically uh, search around for another luck before we get to the end of the show. Uh, 9-4, the Eastern first pitches, the Colorado Rockies and the Arizona, Dime, Arizona Diamondbacks, which is Chad Q uh, going for Colorado and Zach Gallen goes for Arizona, hopefully. Um, <laughs> the Colorado Rockies are minus 130. Arizona are... Sorry, Colorado plus 130, Arizona minus 150. Total here is set at eight. Uh, and we can send this one across to Munaf. Yeah, Chad Cool, five and five on the season so far, 3.83 ERA. Last five games, not very good for him. He's only one in three with a 5.08 ERA, uh, 16 earned runs allowed in 28 and a third inning pitch. Um, against the Arizona Diamondbacks this season, he's pitched 11 innings. And allowed six earned runs in that span, and and those uh, five of those six runs came in the last start actually, on July third uh, on their home field, where he like I said allowed five earned runs in about five innings. So I'm not sure how much we can really take away with the Arizona Diamondbacks batting in Coors Field because again that we talk about how that is a hitter's uh, hitter's park. Uh, Zach Gallen on the other side, four and two on the season so far, three point four zero ERA. Last five games, um, not very good for him. He's 0-1 with a 5.61 ERA, 25 and two-thirds innings pitch. He's allowed 16 earned runs in that span. Uh, last two starts, um, he's given up nine earned runs combined in 11 innings against the uh, Colorado Rockies in Colorado. Not sure how much you want to take away from that. And then against, a, uh, against the Padres, where he gave up six earned runs in just five innings. So, um, but he has pretty good success against this Colorado Rockies team uh, in two starts so far this season. He's 1-0 with a 2.80 ERA, um, three earned runs allowed in 13 innings pitch. And in his career against the Colorado Rockies, um, Zach Gallen, 3-1 with a 2.38 ERA, uh, 61 strikeouts in nine appearances. So the history is good. Uh, I like Zach Gallen here. I think that the Diamondbacks uh, bats can pick up some steam here or get it going here against the Rockies pitching. We know their bullpen is not very good either. So I'll take Zach Gallen at home here on the money line. Yeah. I really wanted to take um, 
the Diamondbacks as well, Moon. I thought were about 15 points too short for me. Yeah. Uh, maybe minus 135. I would have a little be, uh, been happier with. Um, I'm going to give out the over then. Um, I'm going to pivot to the over as my official play for many of the reasons you've just given out. But yeah, I do think Arizona will win. If you can shop around, you can find a minus 140 maybe. Um, otherwise, the over eight looks like a fair play to me. Uh, Noah? Not confident in the play because uh, both the, the money line on the Diamondbacks, like we've mentioned already, is too juicy. But actually, my lean was on the under here because the under is 26 and 16 inside Chase Field um, at home for Arizona. And the Rockies bats on the road. We've just kind of been saying it all year, just fade them on the road. Um, but again, I'm not too confident and it probably won't even play it tomorrow. So, um, yeah, that's that's my take on this game. At 9.40 Eastern first pitches, the Houston Astros at the Oakland Athletics. Jose Akidi draws the start for Houston. And I believe, uh, you can correct me, um, it's Paul Blackburn uh, going for yes. the Oakland Athletics. What? Yeah? yeah? Yes. You're right. Okay. I have no lines for this one. Uh, so if either of you, you can shout up here. Uh, but Akidi at Blackburn, uh, and we'll go over to you, Noah. You can lead us off with this one. Yeah, I got no odds in front of me for this one either. Um, Houston, they're eight and one in their last nine. The over is hitting five of their last six. And for Oakland, they're three and seven in the last 10. Um, <clears throat> I think it's safe to say that Urquidy's probably like Houston's fifth best starter. Um, but I, I, he's been great as of late. Um, he has only surrendered one run in each of his last three starts. And on the season, he's seven and three with a 415 ERA, 63 strikeouts, 19 walks, and 80.1 innings pitched. And then for Oakland, uh, Paul Blackburn, he's six and three with a 290 ERA, 67 strikeouts, 22 walks, and 87 innings pitched. He has struggled as of late, but get this. When Houston plays on the road, their unders are 27, 13, and 3. In the Coliseum, it's a big park. Give me the under and look for Oakland to cover this run line, but I still think that Houston wins. Um, Malcolm, I, I I saw Paul Blackburn on the on the waiver market. I scooped him up right away. I'm like, Did you? Bad you... Yeah. Not a bad well, pickup. I, I streamed him last week, but I had to steal some strikeouts on Sunday night. Um, <laughs> so I took Nick him a, from you. Yeah, yeah. So I That's dropped perfect. him, in, and I, I, I maybe started Brady Singer or someone rubbish. Um, got the point, but I did. I was just leaving Paul Blackburn out there for another day or two until I was allowed to pick him back up again. Uh, okay, well done. Uh, well <laughs> done, you crafty. Thank you. Uh, might get, that might get you up from twelfth. Only one. I, I actually... might get you up from twelfth place. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm in 11th. I'm in 11th, and I'm actually not too far out of the playoffs. Okay, I'm only like eight games out of the playoffs now. But um, that wasn't my only attack that I put on the waiver wire this year, this week. I, I grabbed uh, Jorge Soler and Adam Duvall, too. Some people have been dropping. These guys have been struggling as of late, and I'm just taking them because they've had good success lately. So, Yeah, why not, mate? Get yourself involved. Uh Moon yeah. off your Houston Astros and uh, and our our guy Paul Blackburn. Yeah, we've talked about Paul Blackburn a lot on this podcast this season, and and anytime I see Paul Blackburn on the road, that's where I want to back him. But at home, he hasn't been very good so far this season. Uh, he's one in three with a five point eight seven ERA. He did face the Astros earlier this season, where he went six and two thirds of an inning and uh, gave up four earned runs to them. Hopefully we see a full lineup for the Astros tomorrow because I know they've had guys in and out of the lineup for the last two days. We discussed that offline, um, um, maybe because they were in a travel spot and, and getting some guys some rest here. But 
Uh, Jose Arcady hasn't been that good on the road either. Four and two with a 5.52 ERA. Um, 28 uh, earned runs allowed on the road. Um, he hasn't done good against AL East, uh, sorry, AL West teams either. Three and three with a 5.15 ERA uh, and 21 earned runs allowed. So what's kind of pointing me here is the over in this game. I'm going to fade both pitchers. Uh, with Blackburn at home here. So I'll take the over with the Astros and A's. That number's not out yet, but I'm assuming it'll probably be around. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's at eight and a half or nine in this game. I like Munoz handicap way more than mine. I like the over now. <laughs> okay, well, I think the exact opposite. Uh, okay, well, you like just I, That was my gut. That was my gut. Was yeah. So. Um, Lane is in the chat, uh, mentioned um, this- he likes Oakland first five, all Oakland. Um, Getting half a run, and I mean, is I watched... Lane Elliott sort of just like the biggest NASCAR name you've ever heard of? Like, wasn't there Chase <laughs> Elliott in NASCAR, and then Lane? That's kind of like the cars that they they drive in their lane or whatever. I'm not a huge NASCAR guy, but it seems like a huge NASCAR name. You know, NASCAR hasn't hasn't made it onto my radar yet. Uh, <laughs> Are you a big um, F1 guy with that whole? Network? Absolutely not. No, I haven't got no. time for an, for another Absol- bike. Some. Absolutely, I thought he was going to say yes until he said absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, no more room for any vices on, on the roster at the moment. Um, but I agree with Lane here that um, Oakland last night they went down two to one. Uh, we talked about Toronto not being able to cover a run line in Oakland doing that. Um, this is, I think this is going back. I've been watching this closely going back since I, I locked them up and they lost um, late on to Seattle. And that was Saturday night. And then pretty much every night uh, following the same pattern, which is no scoring, getting ahead, losing by one. But again, like Pittsburgh, remaining competitive. Um, three of these last four games, um, I've written down first five unders here. Um which it just it's just the way it's fallen. So uh, you get used to this pattern for the next uh, five or six minutes here on the show. Uh, but yeah, I'm in complete agreement with Lane here. I think Oakland can keep this competitive. I love Blackburn. I think the home road thing is more coincidence than anything else. Uh, Akeed, he'll go well. Oakland can't score many runs. Um, and this is going to be a first five under. Muna um, seems like he wants to have a bottle here. Paul, I'll just say this. Paul Blackburn and his career against the Astros, 0-3 with a 10.80 ERA, eight strikeouts and five appearances. Uh, and this dates back to 2018. But over the last uh, last season, including this season, he's given up 11 earned runs in just 13 and two-thirds innings pitched to the Astros. So Lane says, just call him the official NASCAR driver for the MLB Gambling Podcast. <laughs> shout out! Shout out to the sitting there with his helmet on, <laughs> tapping away on his keyboard. <laughs> yeah, um, shout out to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Though I believe Cody Zeeb has hit like two monster plays in the last two weeks. He hit like yeah. a twenty-five to one and a thirty-one. But uh, since we're off topic, um, Malcolm Wimbledon. Yes. Do you have any opinion on Curious being in the final? Uh, tennis is sport for people that don't like sport it just it it does nothing for me at all it's just a theater crowd honestly like I was great at tennis I didn't start playing until my freshman year but I used that baseball swing I had a lot I, I, I easily could have played college tennis at a higher level than baseball but I like baseball more no, it's, it's annoying me to death because it's all over the TV at the moment. All my usual, uh, all my usual uh, chick programs are not on because the tennis has been on. So uh, it's annoying me on many fronts at the moment. The tennis just uh, but picture no, Tommy for me. Pham in the Wimbledon final. That's what you have in Curios, and Nadal had to back out due to injury. That's basically what happened. 
Oh, fair enough. I'll not be watching it, whatever. Uh, <laughs> 9.40 first pitch between the San Francisco Giants and the San Diego Padres. Um, we have a TBD pitcher here. I've got nothing for the San Francisco Giants. I've just had a little look there uh, while we were talking. I've still got nothing. Uh, and Blake Snell is going for the Padres. Um, just stick a hand up if you've got a Giants p- uh, pitcher. Either of you two. Um, I can... Talk you through Blake Snell. Uh, 0-5 with the 5-13 ERA's pitch 40 in the third with 50 strikeouts. Um, he was better last time at the Dodgers, um, but I'd need to see it again. Um, he's had eight starts now, and it feels like he's they're giving him forever to get back into a groove, and it's just not happening. So um, I need to see more than one start. So in a way, I'm kind of relieved I don't have to make a pick on this because it's true. It, I was finding it really hard to know what to do with Snell. Um, I've got nothing at all for the Giants. I've used three or four different sides, so uh, nothing for me at all here. Uh, Moonaf, can you shed any light on this one? Yeah, I see a Sam Long slated for the... Um... Oh, well, that, he, That'll be an opener. Sam Long closed the game for the Giants last night, I think. Um, I think they might be a bullpen. Uh, Duval got into some trouble. He threw like Camilo Duval pitches. threw yeah. about thirty-eight pitches, and Sam Long <laughs> came in. Only got one out. So if he goes, that'll be a that'll be an opener. I would have thought. Uh, I don't yeah. know who'll piggyback him there. So uh, I'll yeah, a, I'll take a yeah, stab um, at who could come up here. RJ uh, Dabovich. He's been a guy that they uh, talk about um, in the AAA scene. He's Doing all right. So maybe he's a prospect that they bring up here. Yeah, so none of that's going to uh, lead me to making a pick here. No. Uh, any any plays, Muna, for Noah, head shakes? No, I don't no. have anything. Okay, we will crack Probably on. Probably just the a, te- a Padres team total against this TBD pitcher, maybe. Yeah, Padres have been going along okay. 10-10 uh, Eastern first pitch. Penultimate game is the Chicago Cubs at the LA Dodgers. Uh, Keegan Thompson, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yes, for the Chicago Cubs. And um, Tyler Anderson uh, goes for the LA Dodgers. Uh, the Lions are plus 185 for Chicago and uh, prohibitive, minus 215 LA Dodgers. Total set at eight and a half. Uh, this is you, Moonaf. This is quite an intriguing little matchup. Keegan Thompson's been going okay. Yeah, he's seven and three on the season, three point four one ERA over his last five games, one and two with a three point nine one ERA uh, on the road this year. It's where he's gotten in a little bit of trouble here, Malcolm. Uh, three and two with a five point four zero ERA. Uh, he's allowed fifteen earned runs in about twenty five innings pitch on the road, but against NL West teams, he's he's done pretty good. Two and zero with a two point seven seven ERA, uh, only allowed four earned runs in that span. Uh, meanwhile, on the mound for the uh, the Dodgers. Tyler Anderson, nine and one with a three point zero nine ERA. Last five games, two and one, but the ERA is a little higher with a four point zero eight. Uh, allowed thirteen earned runs in about twenty nine innings pitch. He did face this uh, Chicago Cubs team earlier this season, uh, where he did uh, give up two earned runs in about five innings there. So pretty good history there against the Cubs. Um, uh, no, kind of looking at the numbers here for both of these pitchers, I'm leaning towards the under in this game. Um, Keegan Thomas did see this Dodgers lineup as well earlier this season. He only went two and two thirds. So I'm guessing that was out of the bullpen where he only allowed one earned run off of one hit. So, uh, I'll lean with the under, was it eight and a half in this game? Uh, Malcolm with these two yeah. pitchers on the mound. Yeah, that's right. Eight and a half. Um, yeah, well, I'll, um, put my two penneth in here. Cause it's another one of these first five unders. Uh, 
I like Thompson. He's been going along okay. Just looking at the pattern of some of the Dodgers' games again, they struggle to get past. Um, was it the Rockies last night, two to one? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just see a, a similar pattern here. Uh, Thompson's um, been the serviceable. Brewers. Was it? Uh, no, the Cubs. No, the, the Cubs beat the Brewers. The Dodgers. Yeah, yeah Dodgers oh, had yeah, a walk off. You're right. Yeah, against yeah, the yeah Mookie Betts had a, a little grubby. Yeah. A little grubby infield walk off. Um, so I can see <laughs> nice it, infield I, proper. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can see a similar thing here, and I can see this uh, going first five under. So um, I will continue picking those. Uh, Noah Cubs at the Dodgers. It's a first five play, but it's not the under. I kind of like the Cubs in the first five. Um, in June, Tyler Anderson kind of struggled. It was his by far worst month. He had a 381 ERA. And uh, Cubs with Seiya Suzuki, I'm going to keep saying it. They seem to be alive. Mm-hmm. Like the, they're showing signs of life. So I'm going to take them the first five and wait for their bullpen to blow it and give the Dodgers a win. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They are showing signs of life. Uh was probably my worst pick. I, I listened to our preseason podcast in the car yesterday. Um, really? I wrote a load of stuff down, actually, we discuss it off air because it's up for you now. But uh, yeah, the Chicago Cubs to win the division wasn't my proudest uh, 45 seconds of preseason. Uh, I kind of liked that preseason too. Okay. You guys well, are crazy. Uh, you live in there. Oh, Mr. Hindsight over there. Shut up. Yeah. 10-10 uh, yeah. Eastern first pitch. This is the Toronto Blue Jays. Yours, Moon, I've got them down if you want me to read them out. They're absolutely terrible. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays <laughs> at the Seattle Mariners. Hey, Malcolm, who'd you pick to win that division? He picked the Cubs. No, no, no. Who'd he pick to win the oh, AL I think East? I picked the Cardinals, didn't I? <clears throat> no, the AL East. Who'd he pick to win the AL East? Is that the Yankees? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Seems like it was a good call. One Hindsight. Scott Bright. I've just said this isn't a conversation for now. Pack it in. Uh, Ross Stripling <laughs> to the Toronto Blue Jays. <laughs> I pointed with my pen then. Pointing at you. Uh, George Kirby goes for Seattle. Um, these pitches only just were recently announced. I've got no lines at all here. Um, I'll chuck this across to you. Uh, no, if you've got any lines, you can give us them and then you can give us your handicap, please. Uh, so these teams, they're both trend, trending in like opposite ways. Seattle, they're eight and one in their last nine games, and Toronto, they're one and five in their last six, with the over being thirteen and five in their last 18, 18 games. So that's really their pitching is giving up a ton of runs. Um, Toronto, they're going to have Ross Stripling starting here. He's four and three on the year with a three thirty two ERA, forty nine strikeouts, thirteen walks, and sixty two innings pitched. <clears throat> Since becoming a starter on June 6th, Stripling has a 2.26 ERA with Gosman being out. Ross has kind of been the Jays' most consistent, reliable starter. And going for Seattle here is George Kirby. Not confirmed, but we think that both these guys are getting the ball here today. He's 2-3 and three with a 3.75 ERA, 58 strikeouts, 8 walks, 60 innings pitched this year. After getting curb stomped by Baltimore, giving up seven runs. Kirby had a nice bounce back in his last outing, but it was against Oakland. He gave up one run in seven innings on three hits. I like Seattle to win this game and uh, probably another under game, honestly. Yeah, I'll throw this straight back to Moondaff because I've got first five under. This was my little hat trick. Uh, I like Kirby back at home and Ross Triplin's been going really well, uh, been enjoying his work. Um Toronto suffering a little bit still. Watched them last night, not doing an awful lot. Uh, Seattle, really unreliable is probably the best word you can use. Um, so I think this will be tight as well. So another first five under from me. Uh, Moonaf close us out. 
Yeah, I agree with you guys uh, under this game. Until I see the Blue Jays' offense turn around, you just kind of keep on taking the under with them. And maybe it breaks out on the road here, but I just don't think – I don't have faith with uh, the, the Blue Jays right now. And Rob Strepling has been really, really good for the um, for the Toronto Blue Jays, probably their second-best pitcher behind uh, Alec Manoa this season. Uh, okay, locks and dogs to come in round about 25 seconds. Uh, after I've told you about IP Vanish, um, the VPN, which make it easy to stay – Completely private and secure on the internet by encrypting 100% of your data, uh, private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, um, etc. will be protected from falling into the wrong hands. Same with your physical location. Uh, you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices, tablets, computers. Uh, you can stream stuff with your Fire Stick. Um, and IP Vanish will offer uh, 70% of their yearly plan for our listeners. Uh, with a 30-day money-back guarantee, the equivalent of getting nine months for free. Uh, dead easy to use. One tap of a button, you're covered with IP Vanish. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use the promo code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Uh, okay, locks and dogs time. This has been a bit of an epic show. Uh, we've gone off track once or twice. Um <laughs> We will go with uh, the 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 youth team first. Uh, Noah, hit us. What have you got for your lock and dog? <clears throat> All right. So for my lock, I'm going to go with bread and butter, uh, the team that I know the best, and that's the Tigers. We're taking the over seven and a half in the Tigers-White Sox game here. Both notable named pitchers that people should know in their households by now, Tarek Skubal and Lucas Gilito, but both of them have been struggling as of late and both actually don't have very good history against both uh, divisional rival teams. So that's going to be my lock of the day. One pick that I just really, really like here today is the Milwaukee Brewers, whether it's money line and it's playable, that would be a play that I love, but we don't have any odds on them right now. If that comes out at plus money, that could have a very good chance of being my dog tomorrow. But um, for the pod to just give out a dog, we're going to do the um, – <laughs> let's go – damn it. Uh, <laughs> it is hard. I'm struggling yeah. Um I will go with uh, – damn uh, Tampa Bay minus one and a half against Cincinnati plus one thirty-five. Not confident in it. Check our graphic tomorrow. We'll see. Okay, got there in the end. Uh, thanks, Noah. Moon, off. What have you got? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Phillies money line as my lock with Zach Wheeler on the mound against the Cardinals. Um, I think that minus one hundred five price is a little cheap for him. Um, I, I also do like the over that Noah said in that Tigers and White Sox game. But for my dog, I'm gonna say in that game. I'm going to go minus one and a half, plus 135 on the run line. I'm going to keep on taking these uh, Chicago White Sox run lines. We talked about how dominant they have been against the Tigers over the past several seasons. Tarek Skubal has just been scuffling over his last, said the last month or so. He's a left-handed pitcher against the Chicago White Sox. I'm going to stay stay with that theme all throughout this weekend. So give me uh, the Chicago White Sox on the run line, minus one and a half, plus 135 as my dog. I really like that play. I just wasn't going to give out two plays from the same game. Um, I've had to call an audible here because I'd handicapped um, Kyle Gibson uh, and my lock was going to be the over in that game. So I'll move across. Um, pretty much it's the same play. It's an over seven and a half, which is what that one was. And it's going to be in the New York Mets in the Miami game. Um, Pablo Lopez 
Um, had a little wobble lately. The same with Bassett. Um, and both teams are playing well. So I think we could see some runs in that one. Uh, over seven and a half there. Um, I'm going to take the Pirates. I'm not being put off by you. Uh, Aaron Ashby, it's just a lot of question marks and red flags. He could go out and strike out 11 batters uh, and be absolutely lights out. Or Pittsburgh could be 5 nothing up uh, through two innings. Um, so Pittsburgh, um, I think um, they've earned the right for me to uh, pick them again. So I'm going to take them here at plus 175 uh, to get a little road upset win um, against the Milwaukee Brewers. So there we go, gents. Um, we did it. An hour and 15 minutes. Um yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, very much uh, appreciate it. Uh, Moon, off anything happening the rest of the week? No, it's it's uh, it's baseball time. Uh, so you know we're just gonna grind grind along these pods. Uh, soon enough, we'll be starting uh, NFL uh, previews as well on the propcast for season long player props uh, with myself, uh, Dan, and Rod. So check out that, but that won't be till probably the month of August. So just enjoying this time with a uh, little sports going on before we get really busy. Uh, Noah, same question. What's happening? Um, you know what? Big day over here. Might head over to uh sports book downtown. What is one play like world series just to have like something big for the first time? What should I get down on? Astros. Astros. I like their pitching staff. That's a really good one. Plus the, I mean, that lineup looks good. I think so. there's some value on them still as well. Yeah, because, I mean, the Yankees are the big dog in the AL. Everybody's looking past, like, looking over everybody else. Um, but just to kind of just wrap it up, uh, you know, if you're watching on YouTube, check it out, subscribe, like the videos. Um, all of our Twitter tags are on here. Uh, Moon off sports nerd eight two four Malcolm M A L underscore B underscore sport me on Twitter seventy seven N B the word seventy number seven N B and I've actually been putting my TikTok videos onto the YouTube Shorts platform too um, doing pretty well two two videos pretty well pretty well <laughs> two videos six and zero oh, not too bad um, but yeah just follow like subscribe. Uh, leave a review wherever you're listening to the podcast. It's very appreciated. Um, and then Zhang Li, uh, he wanted to check in and say, uh, listening to you guys has been great. So, And then Lane Elliott says, thanks, guys. Take it easy. So, uh, He's used a man. very British phrase there, saying he's chuffed a bit. I don't know if he's got that off me uh, or if that's something he says, but I can get on board with that. <laughs> you think um, the Asian Zhang Li would come up with that saying? I wonder if he got that from you. All right, okay. Uh, well, if you're going to get some bits and bobs this afternoon, I uh, know at the sports. Going back, Jordan Alvarez to be the uh, home run leader. Uh, something terrible happened to Aaron Judge and Jordan Alvarez will win. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow. World Series. Oh, shut up. Uh, we will see you down the road. Stop bickering. Bye. <laughs>